This is Shop Talk with Jeff and John. This is a podcast about bicycles and all things bicycles. But it's more than that. We also discuss our adventures, not only on the bike, but off of it as well. We may or may not be experts, but we definitely have something to say. Hello and welcome to another episode of Shop Talk. How you doing, Jonathan? Happy February. <laughs> wow. I thought I'd change it up. Now, yeah. Because obviously you can't really do New Year's. <laughs> Once the month is gone. Dude. Is the honeymoon over? It's Feb, man. I know. It's the honeymoon over of the yeah. New Year. When is 2020 going to be over now? Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, you know, you say that. It, it's already February. We're going to be getting ready to do Christmas layaways here just in a couple of weeks, oh, it seems like. Man. I literally can't believe how fast, like, 2019 went. And it feels as though, like, maybe 2020 is going to go just as fast. And I think filling it with adventure... And then sitting around once a week talking about the adventures. There you go. Just makes it seem to go so fast. You know, there's a reason why I like you. <laughs> so, um, anything exciting other than February? Um, well, you know, I got some stories, but I'm going to hold off on them for just a moment. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of stories, and I mean, I... You know, not really much catching up to do, I guess. I mean, we see each other every day, and we have nothing nothing to, like, to banter about right now. Sad, sad, sad. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm holding my story because, he's, you know, so I, I went on a backpacking trip, and so. Okay. You know, so yes, so well, I did do that. We'll, 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 we'll hit that excursion at, a, at a later date. There you so. go. Yeah. Um, so here we are again, like I said, and uh, I feel as though last episode last week, there was a lot of things that we wanted to say and trying to keep the listeners, you know, from like falling off. We try to keep it to an hour, but yeah. the hour got, got away from us pretty quick last week. All right. Maybe not got away. I feel we covered everything that, that, that I wanted to cover that we talked about in the, in the pre-show thing, but um there is still a lot of stuff that we could talk about from our Joshua Tree trip. Uh, very much so. I yeah. mean, we really, we, we kind of shared day one and a half. Right. And, you know, left day two and day three out. Exactly. So, and let alone, we didn't even really dig into day one and a half, you know. Yeah. We did the broad strokes. Okay. So. So let's just do a quick recap uh, for those that, that, that have an attention span like I do. Um, and may have forgot what we talked about last week, and I have to look at the, the notes. Um, so we're we're still talking about our three-day Joshua Tree trip. We actually spent three days on bikes, camped two, but because of special accommodations that uh, Cameron was able, able to get for us, we actually got to camp the extra night. We camped for three nights on the bike for three days. So pretty even numbers, pretty good. Uh, Jonathan told you the stats on day one was like 24 miles, 2,000 feet of climbing. Uh, day two. Uh, oh, did I not talk about day two? No, remember we only oh, got through one day one dang. and a half. Jeez. Uh, so day two was, uh, oh, good Lord. <laughs> Technology fails you at the most inopportune right. times. Day two, we did uh, pretty much 23 miles in about 1,500 feet of climbing. Okay. Um, and then day three, we did ah, <laughs> 12 and a half miles with 377 feet of climbing. <laughs> there was okay. not a lot of climbing going on. Yeah. And in fact, really, I mean, it took us an hour to do it. We, we were going that fast. So it was level ground. It was maybe a 1% grade or something like wow. that. Yeah. Because I... If it was an hour, well, you guys kind of got a head start. We did. Um, we're jumping way ahead because it felt like it took me forever. <laughs> I yeah. I got to look it up. I I can't believe you you said an hour because yeah. I'm going to be severely depressed here. My moving time was an hour and five minutes. Yeah, but there's really because it's on the edge of the road. There was really no place to stop on that last section. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm not really calling it any breaks. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so day one, we, we talked a little bit about going uh, up up the entrance, uh, up the climb to the entrance, and then from the entrance to Jumbo Rocks. Uh, and that was our that was our first day. Um, we talked about our hour and a half lunch and the breaks and the things that we took to make it more fun. We hit on the bike packing uh, spots now that they have our bike in yeah. bike camping spots that they have now at Ryan. So we hit a little bit on that. Uh, the night at Jumbo Rocks was uh, relatively uneventful. I mean, like we said, uh, people went to bed at six yeah. and we even tried and thought it was late. It was 7.15. Went to bed at 7.15. Still woke up at five, kind of watched the sunset. Nice, nice meandering morning to sort of get everything together. and. Yeah, I, uh, we were on the road at, oh, I forget. Like nine, almost nine thirty, maybe. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's uh huh, correct. So, um, and we had twelve twelve miles of down or whatever it was. So uh-huh. that made it yeah yeah that made it really nice. So day two, even though there was climbing, we started out and we're able to make up some really good ground because once we came out of the campsite and pedaled pedaled for about a mile, then then we really didn't have to. Yeah. So I mean, what um that's still is that still considered park. Boulevard. That's Park Boulevard. Yeah. Right. Okay. So Park Boulevard. You know, uh, you, you 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 go through the west entrance and you take Park Boulevard all the way, um, uh, to really the the oh man, I'm doing horrible at this. Help me out here, like. I'm I'm trying to look it up to get the name. I mean, it takes you to Utah Boulevard. Yeah. Um, and Utah Boulevard is where it would take you to north entrance. Or if you went and it forks off, you, you could take um, Pinto Basin Road uh, down to the south south entrance, and that's the entrance that's on the ten and through Cottonwood, right? Uh, yeah, Cottonwood, yeah. To the, and takes you to the ten freeway. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, and this is the part where it's neat about Joshua Tree because there are two ecosystems in Joshua Tree, right? There is the hello. The Colorado Desert and then the Mojave Desert. Mojave Desert. So yeah. the Mojave Desert is your desert. That's what we know of as rocky, boulderish desert. Right. And then the Colorado Desert is more plants. Yeah. Of stuff. Yeah, that's like the lower where the 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 choyas and the uh, there you go. Acatillo forest and all that is is in the lower elevations. The Joshua trees aren't really there, but the landscape's a lot different. It's the the not not the big bouldery piles of rocks like we see in the area, you know, where everyone goes rock climbing yeah. areas that we've been. Yeah. So yeah. a little bit a little bit of difference, but uh, still fun. Oh, oh, I, okay. <laughs> I want to share something. Okay. I le- I did learn something while at Joshua Tree. So um, anyone who's ever been to Joshua Tree, you know, sees that there's those boulders. Um, you know, on top of boulders. And man, I used to always wonder, like, how do they get those boulders up there? Like, and like, why are they, how are they teetering like that? Right? Like, balanced and like, oh, like, it's just huge. They're huge boulders on top of boulders. And I'm like, how does this work? I don't understand how anyone ever got them up there. I'm thinking like pyramid style, like, how did someone get it up there? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I learned something. So, uh, it, you know, the, the, the whole evolution of, of Joshua Tree, you know, started with the whole Pangea, right? You know, when, the, when all the continents were one. Right. And then, you know, the, the, the plates would then collide, right? And then one plate would go under the next plate, and then it would get so hot that it would turn into uh, lava or magma there you yeah. go um and then so then the uh magma would heat up and they would heat up the bo- the the, the uh, uh it would heat up and then it would just keep heating up and keep heating up and then it would just be attracting everything around it and melting it and heating up and everything like that and then so finally what the magma starts spilling out um and then it would cool down and then it turned into it would turn into the granite. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
And then over billions of years, erosion would happen. And therefore, the dirt that wasn't the granite would yeah. wash away. And it'd leave the exposed. And then it would leave the exposed granite mm. slash magma boulder that were pipe. boulders. Yeah. And then, of course, if you take away the dirt, if you take away the sand, what you have left are boulders. And so really what we're seeing is erosion right. more than someone put something on top. Right. It's that someone took something away. Yeah. So you're seeing leftovers. And Joshua Tree, the Grand Canyon, Arches, Zion, uh, you know, uh, uh, all of them, all of the the, the national parks in the, uh, 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 Death well, Valley, even Yosemite. Yeah, it, they're leftovers. Yeah, from from ice from the glaciers right. erode from well, back it's in the water ice age, or it's glaciers that yeah. cause these these canyons, and they're leftovers. And then Yosemite's just a giant volcano. Yeah. Not Yosemite, Yellowstone. Yeah, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Sorry, Yellowstone. Yeah, uh-huh. Just a giant volcano. Yeah. So Yellowstone's actually like there it's almost building itself. Yeah. More than it is taking away. And and then you know, you watch National Geographic and they all talk about like the super volcano. It's like a volcano the size of the whole state. That's uh, crazy. You know. <laughs> yeah. If that sucker ever blew. We're done. gonna lose the whole Pacific Northwest. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So. But no, man, I'm, I I can't believe I'm that dense in thinking of of how how it got how there, how it got there, yeah. how, how it how someone put it there, right? Versus how it nature was, did it. It was is taken away. It's yeah. leftovers. Yeah, that was neat. So and I, I I recorded a whole video on it. Yeah, and so we'll have to share that. Share that. Yeah, yeah. But anyhow, so I we digress. Maybe we didn't digress. I don't know what that was. The boulders. Yeah. Okay. So Mojave Desert, uh, Colorado Desert, and uh, um, whether you come up from the west entrance or the north entrance, you have to go up uh, into the into Joshua Tree to the high desert. Yeah, the high desert. Is that what you're calling it? Well, yeah. I mean, that's where the Joshua Tree is. Yeah, because they grow between thirty-seven and like five thousand feet. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So All right, yeah, um, so you know where most people are are are, are hiking, um, and camping and stuff like that. That's 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 really where we rode. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, and I think we, it's it's suffice to say, or should be fair to say, that Joshua Tree um, now has a bike camping campground. We've talked about that, but there's really no off road mountain biking or biking in no, Joshua Tree. There is not. So. For our listeners out there and people wondering, about, we were on road. We, you know, so we call it bike packing. We packed, uh, packed like we were bike packing or bike camping, as it were. But we rode on on paved roads the yeah. whole the whole trip, except for yeah. an excursion into a campground or two yeah. where it was. Uh, and, where yeah, it was I mean, dirt. so m- most people are bring, you know bringing their bikes with them on their RVs on their cars, you know, on vacation, and so. Uh, you will see uh, uh, bicyclists, you know, on the road from time to time. Um, not a lot, yeah. not a lot, um, but y- you'll see that. So, you know, they're, they're doing the, their their day trips or they're around the campsite, you know, around the campground trips. Right. You know, but for the most part, we were the only ones out there, you know, on bicycles. Using it as our sole means of transportation. Yeah. And it just happens that we did a bicycling trip through Joshua Tree and one of the ranger programs that we saw was the uh, climate change. Yeah. And they talked about one of the things that you could do to help Joshua Tree or when you visit yeah, bicycle and, and don't drive your car. So it was like, hey That's we, us, that's us. Two checks in the box for us. Yeah. So yeah. it worked out. And then um Well okay, so um we we did that twelve miles down and we got to highway sixty two. And Highway 62 is 29 Palms Highway. Yeah. It's the main thoroughfare from the 10 almost to Amboy. Amboy, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it goes all the way through out there to that crater. That uh, Not that crater, but Amboy. The Amboy, Amboy Volcano huh. is out that way. Yeah, 
That road okay. goes goes to nowhere. I Eventually, to... I think you can take that road and, and make a left and go up to Death Valley. Really? Yeah. In a roundabout, yeah. Oh. So, the two. I have some more exploring to do. Yes, I, you do. I, I don't know why. Am boy. A-M-B-O-Y. Got it. Crater okay. or ridge out there. Anyway. All right. Well, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a road trip idea. Yeah, so... Um, so anyhow, so we do the highway 62, um, and then from the north entrance to Indian Cove was seven miles. I think it was seven miles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, um, maybe nine miles really. The I idea. think, yeah. Cause it was seven miles to the liquor store and then two to, miles up, which, to, you know, was supposedly 800 meters. Oh, but halfway point was supposed to be 800. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, uh, let's see. We stopped at Del Taco, and that was completely awesome. Yeah, uh, much needed. Del Taco, you can you we Del Tacoed it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I did? I didn't. I don't know if I told you guys. So when right before we left, um, I I took out two of my water bottles and I filled it up with Pepsi. Did you? I did. Yeah, because I had the three water bottles. Yeah. Right. So I kept one for water, but I had two Pepsi's. Yeah. For for the ride out. For the ride out, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously they were leftovers. So guess what I used it for when we got to camp? With the bourbon. Uh huh. Oh, look at you. I did. I did. I didn't yeah. even know that. I didn't yeah. know you had Pepsi. Yeah. 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 Little little scoundrel, you. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. Um, so then we got to the liquor store by that time, you know, it was already, a, I mean, it was, it was going to be a, a quick trip really for day two. Um, I mean, but like, going in, that was our goal. That was our goal. Right. Yeah, was right. to have a quick trip because we talked about not having the ability to have firewood the first night. Yeah. And there were talks and there was discussion about maybe trying to do firewood with us on the first part of the trip. Yeah. Although it would have been nice. I'm glad we didn't, because who knows? You know. So again, I was I I, I had volunteered, you know, to to take up a, a few logs on my bike because you know I, we we did it before. We know the cargo space could work. Yeah. Then it was just a matter of you know, will I survive doing right. it? And then I'm like, well, the, what's the worst thing that could happen is if I'm dying, I just end up leaving the firewood on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else gets it, you know, <laughs> um, but okay, fine. We didn't do it, you know, but it would have been neat and heck man, you know, if we were more resourceful, it would have been just fun just on that first night, just to go around the campsites and be like, Hey, uh, I'll buy a log off. Of yeah. You. Buy a log for a dollar. Uh huh. You know, something. Yeah. And, and there was talk that when we were get to the campsite, we thought we'd get there, you know, and we could go scrounging and yeah. looking for firewood. But I was surprised um, because when I made the reservations, there was a lot of empty sites, a lot of sites available. I was surprised at how full the campground was yeah. when we got there yeah. in the afternoon, you know, three thirty, yeah. four o'clock, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, you know, and, I, and I, the group seemed to be preoccupied with getting set up and kind of just chilling. Yeah. You know, yeah. nobody thought about the firewood and realized when the sun went down, well, I'm going to bed. It's going to get cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we got to the liquor store and figured out the firewood situation and stuff like that. Um, and then, okay, finally, we, you know, but we didn't buy it yet. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, I don't know why we didn't buy it. Why didn't we buy it? Because... Anjanette we full. Anjanette had Got the trailer. It. There was no way to put anything on Anjanette's trailer. Got it. There you go. There yeah. You go. We needed to. So it. the goal going in was okay. We can Didi Mao. We can get there. Get there early enough to break down and set up camp, and then head back down the hill. You know, two miles down the hill didn't seem a lot at the time. It's like, okay. It's just, we'll just climb it back up. You know, that we'll have firewood. We can stop and get soda and chips or whatever the case may be. So which. Part of that plan still played out. I mean, when we all regrouped there, there was a lot of junk food and oh yeah, some beers bought, and so and I got more fuel. Yeah, 
You did because you ran out. It was expensive fuel. Oh yeah. my god! It's like eight bucks for that half bottle, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that you usually get at Walmart for four bucks. Right. So there it was corner he, that market. He knew. Yeah, <laughs> he knew. <laughs> he cornered the market with his corner market. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, and his firewood was wasn't. No, his firewood wasn't expensive. It was like yeah. six bucks. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the bundle, that's normal. Yeah, that's no, no. He he gouged on the propane. That's yeah. what he did. That's how so. and, and tor- tortilla chips. That's what he gouged on. Yeah. So, and right. and beer. Uh, yeah, beer yeah. was expensive. I I think I mean, maybe a little more than like normal. Mm. So, but I mean nothing crazy. Yeah. So I, it was it was good. So loaded up junk food. Uh, beers were bought, and then we proceeded in waves to head up the hill to at least a ranger station. Yeah. So I took off first to sort of scout and mm-hmm. find out if I could see the ranger because I couldn't get the email that had yeah. our campsite number on it. How'd you figure it out, by the way? Because the ranger was not there. Yeah, they actually, I read everything in a bulletin board and they finally had over in the corner a thumbtack piece of paper that said uh, today's reservations. Oh. And then it, it it's funny because... You know, they have M. It's like they only print the first letter of the last name. And I'm like, I'm looking for my last name. I'm like, where's my... Oh, I guess it's just Jeff M. I guess that's who it's under. But yeah, it, it took a minute. And then I loaded up, filled up with water. Right. Because I knew I needed to kind of rest. And and because I was about to do it all again. And then uh, we... Got it. <laughs> that's where the infamous 800 meters came. So yeah, the so then from the ranger station to the campground, you decided that it was going to be 800 meters there. Yeah. I don't know what 800 meters. <laughs> that, um, that was not 800 meters. If that was 800 meters, then I am seven six foot feet tall. <laughs> seven three and playing in the NBA. <laughs> I was only 400 off, I think, though. I don't know, man. It took forever. I know you. It. I mean, it. It. It was. I'm not. It's, I'm not even exaggerating. So 800 meters to me, right? Is what? So, so 400 meters is one lap around a football field. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, that's the. So that's how I think of things, right? Right. One mile is four laps. Right. That was. <laughs> Like, that was like 12 laps or something. I don't, it was far. So, what I, see what had happened was <laughs> we had a sustained grade going up to the ranger station. You could do a tempo pedal, it was about 5%. And it didn't fluctuate, it was 5%. Steady, everyone came up, everyone got to the ranger station, everyone was refreshed. The first 100 meters out of the ranger station, we stayed at 5%. We made the corner seven and a half percent. Made the next corner, yeah, eight percent. By the time you get to the third corner, and you think you're almost done, it was like nine yeah. percent. It was steep. Yeah, and you know we're already tired. Yeah, and I too thought well, it's right around the corner. You went around the corner, and all you ran yeah, to was more hill. More hill, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so. The ergo, um, we had an, more than enough time to keep pedaling because we weren't there yet. So we filled the time with profanity and uh, 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 objections and uh, anger and hate towards uh, all me. thrown towards uh, Gunny there uh, <laughs> because uh, of his false uh, information of 800 meters. Yeah. And it Yes. Yeah. You, you were about the most the least popular man. person. Yeah. 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 If I hadn't reserved the campsite, I probably wouldn't have been invited. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can stay someplace Eight, else, buddy. Eight hundred meters. No, it was, it was. Yeah. So don't don't listen to Jeff about distance. Distance. It just doesn't work. And, and then to cover my tracks, I told them all at the end that I just gunnied them all. They yeah. asked me how far it was. It's, it's 800 meters. They asked me how far it is. It's 800 meters. It's like, <laughs> well, actually, Gunny, how far is it? I don't know. We'll find out when we get there. <laughs> you tell somebody it's a mile and a half, nobody's want to get on their bike and go. 
hey guys, it's only 800 meters. Everyone got on their bike and was like all happy. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> because I, I I even got out of the side. I know. I was like, oh, like, that's going to be I'm going there. for it because like I'm going to push it. And, and I heard you say two laps, two laps. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no. And luckily I got an earshot. I did get close enough to Angie to hear her saying 800 meters, my arse, <laughs> two or three times. And I got away from you, so I don't know what you were, I don't know what explicitives you were spewing, but um, because the first words out of your mouth when we got up to the top was like, that wasn't effing 800 meters. <sighs> oh, man, that was fun. Yeah, good times though, right? No, it wasn't, but okay, <laughs> we'll pretend. <laughs> so we get to, we get there and, and, you know, and in my defense or in my whatever, I had to do that 800 meters again. You did. So, so Jeff had, de- or had already decided that he was going to unload um, Angie's trailer and then take Angie's bike with the trailer back down and get the firewood. And uh, so it took you 15 minutes to roll down there. Yeah, we 13 minutes. It, it was two and a half miles, right? Yeah. All in all, or not all in all, a to, uh, point A to point B um, of the campsite back to the liquor store was two and a half miles. Yes. Okay. And that took you 15 minutes to get down there. Yeah. And But it took you 45 minutes to get back up. Right. The The first portion up to the ranger station... My goal, as I'm pedaling, was 15 minutes. Okay. Made it. Like, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to, but I actually found, you know, a little energy and made the ranger station in, like, under uh, 13 or 14 minutes. So, sure. um, And I knew I couldn't do the second half in 15, even though mentally, subconsciously, deep down, before I told anybody, my goal was to try to do the second half in 15. Okay. Um, but then again, like we said... Five and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half, and one and one section of the row was about nine percent. Yeah. Um, you know, Angie's bike was sized and and fit for Angie. <laughs> I did raise the seat, right? Yeah. And the thing, that, the thing about the trailer is that if there's nothing on the bike, and the trailer is overly heavy, it's squirrely, like. You can't wiggle the handlebars because you're. It could be catastrophic. Well, I think I had sixty to seventy pounds of firewood on the trailer. You had four bundles of firewood. Yeah. So yeah. That so was a we lot. broke it up and beer and chips and salsa. Oh, oh, the chips. You're blaming it on the chips. I'm blaming. All right. Okay. Keep no, going. I'm... I like your story so far. <laughs> beer too. The chips. You had to bring the chips into this. I though. had. Wow. Because. Wow. Because when we did the beach trip, I bought the bag of chips and we didn't eat them. And that bag of chips came back home. <laughs> and it's like, I'm buying a bag of chips and carrying it on the trailer. Dang it. And we're going to eat them at the campsite. So I did. And we did. We did. And we cleaned up two bottles of cheese dip and salsa. Yes, we did. And the queso. And that cheese dip was going pretty quickly too i mean yeah. the chips were going pretty quickly too yeah so yeah so when you ma- finally made it back to the campsite you were hurting i was hurting i had a you... hamstring not up so you cramped is that you basically cramped yeah the hamstring i mean like i can't cameron said it was a tennis ball in my thigh the, the hamstring just completely knotted i had to stop twice in the second half because if I started pedaling fast, I could feel the hamstring just tightening. And it's one I've had issues with before that I'm constantly having to stretch and be leery of on pushing on climbs. So no issue out all day in the previous day. Nothing. Yeah. No issue at all. Put that load on there mm-hmm. and started. And I was granny gearing it. I started out and I would try to get in a gearing where I had two gears left. Uh-huh. But we left the ranger station and... uh and as soon as I could, I went to granny gear. So Dude. the last half was all granny gear. I mean, and I got video of you hurting. Yeah, you 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 were hurting. That it was it was it was it was hurt. And he Cameron rolled it out with a Nalgene bottle because we didn't have a roller, but almost needed like your elbow and doing a, a a stand on it just to. Now I mean, so the best I can equate it is it's a cramp. Yeah. Right. And but it's so one of those cramps you, that you that you has a physical 
yeah thing to it. You can right. feel it and you can yeah. see it under yeah. your yeah. But when you cramp, aren't you sore the next day? Because of my hamstring is sore. I stretch it all the time because my hamstring is is constantly sore. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, what was sore, like the rest of the day or rest of that night, like bending over the glutes because of the saddle being, I mean, the bike being a little too small, uh-huh. the glutes were like major sore and the legs were just tired, oh. but there were, there were physical sorenesses in certain spots. Got it. Um, I actually felt really good the next day. I was surprised. Okay. No soreness, everything kind of, yeah. I, I guess bourbon and Advil. I don't know. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah that's good. It's a good mix. Yeah. yeah. Except for the Advil. Don't forget the tortilla chips. <laughs> tortilla chips. And, uh, so I felt pretty good the next day, but as physically felt yeah. good, but the legs yeah. had no yeah. turnover. So I looked yeah. at my time. Um, mine was an hour eight moving time. For the third day. For mean? the third day. So, yeah. It was fast. Yeah. Yeah. But I tell you what, in my brain and in my mind, everything was slow motion. I thought that was a two hour ride. Really? I really did. I. You were probably already checked out. You're just. Like, well, I got into a zone and and we've talked about it heck it, it 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 prevented us from doing a trip earlier in the year i don't like traffic i don't like no shoulder roads and you know we canceled a trip because of a mile and a half of no shoulder roads on blind curves we did 12 and a half no shoulder roads four lane road and yeah. people just flying yeah so i kind of got in my own zone and just wanted to hug the white line and do what I could do to be visible. It is crazy how much traffic influences your 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 ride experience. Me? And uh, I oh, mean, oh, and you know, anybody? In general, right? Yeah. You know. I mean, and then that's the first thing I ask you guys when you know, because you guys took off, and then the 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 next four of us sort of left together, and Cameron and um and Darren they're on drop bar, so they sort of got into a rhythm and kind of just yeah rode with each other. And, and, you know, love JT to death because he didn't leave me to die. I don't know if he didn't have any sauce in his legs. I knew my legs were dead. They would turn mm-hmm. and I could maintain, but, you know, I couldn't get high RPMs and I couldn't get speed. I just could hold a steady, yeah. steady cadence. And I was just trying to be steady and not wobble to where you're going to go out in traffic. Yeah. You know, so right. JT and I rode the back half together, rode the rode into town together. So that was pretty cool. Um but yeah, I just zoned and, and I don't really know what I was thinking about. I was like, I guess just rehashing the whole trip. And I, and I know I did it on the beach. There was a section when we were riding, you just sort of just pedal, you know, and don't really. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, yeah it, I mean, you just, you like, I had to zone the cars out and just like, you just, just ride and the cars are loud, man. Yeah. Cars are loud. And, and, and then there were times like, the sand in the shoulder literally disappeared and you're like riding in the lane and there's nowhere to go to the right. And I'm like, Anjanette did this with a trailer and Jonathan's got panniers on his bike. So his bike is even wider than yeah. the, you know, the other stuff we're riding. So I was like, I'm riding this and I'm like, damn, I can't believe, you know, I was worried about you guys and you guys had already done it. That's some yeah. of the things I was thinking about. I'm right. like, man, I right. hope I, every time we come to a section where it was crappy, I'm like, man, I hope they're okay. Yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't have any scary experiences. It was just again, cars are loud. Yeah, and um, you know, we had our daytime, you know, uh, running taillights. You yeah, know? right. Um, and uh, those guys are bright. Like, you, the, you, it's visible from a mile away. Yeah, you know? and that's when I knew I had no sauce. You didn't and see, see any no lights. lights. Well, they're at least a mile in front uh, of me. Uh, right. <laughs> because that road was tabletop. You could see, hell, you could see the six miles that we were going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the fact that you didn't see us, that's pretty pretty sad. Yeah. 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 Nope. Didn't see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what was cool was, like, really, the big rigs, they were the most considerate. They would the, be the they ones changing lanes. They seriously go over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just, the you know, the the... The F two fifties, you know the, the white would, pickup truck driver. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, and then and they it doesn't just, matter where yeah. you are. The white pickup is the white pickup. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, so they're the ones that don't don't uh, care. So yeah. they just come up alongside you. But I mean, it's still not scary. It's just like oh okay, no. I mean, you know. 
it's not like I stopped and, and, and whimpered or anything. It's just, it's, it's in your mind. And the thing that's in my mind is like, okay, I'm doing everything I can. I have a red jacket on. I have lights on. I'm as far over as I can go. You just like, you hope the other people are paying attention. Yeah. You know, pretty much. And just go. Yeah. 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 So, but, uh, you know, that, that, and, and, and in all, that wasn't that bad. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, I just saw sections of the road. I'm like, man, Jonathan and Anjanette came through here with a wide load and a trailer. <laughs> so yeah. I'm riding in the town and I'm still impressed by what you guys are doing. Like, man, I can't believe they did this already. So, yeah, it was, I had a nice time riding with Angie down that road. Yeah. So we were just doing our thing and, you know, um, it was like, we were doing like 12 miles an hour or something, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Which is, which is twice your average, right? Cause aren't you, aren't you six miles an hour guy? (laughs) (laughs) For the record, my goal was six miles an hour on the uphills, right? So I'm like, keep six, just stay six. And I did, I I was, I was pretty happy, man. Yeah. That, you know, I did, I kept my six. Yeah. Obviously I hope to God that on a flat road, I'm not doing six miles an hour. (laughs) No, but when when we did the beach, you said, all day long, I'll be six miles an hour up the hill. And sure enough, when we did the climbs... And yeah, we ended up doing nine. Yeah. Yeah, because it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Right. Yeah. So, So. no, Joshua Tree climbing was harder than the The Oceanside beach climb. climb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that that it was more sustained, longer, because the climbs we did were short and punchy, and you can almost see the top. Yeah. So here, all you could see was a curve. We went around the curve. It was like, damn, not yeah. yet? Yeah. And yeah. I forgot, like, once we left Ryan Campground and we're coming up and we, and it's it's climbing from Ryan past, you know, up past Sheep's Pass. I forgot that it was that much of an uphill. One, but once you got to Sheep's Pass, it was downhill into yeah. into the campground. Yeah, but that's when it got fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So, and I yeah. waited for you on on day one at the top of Sheep's Pass. You did. Yeah. Yeah. And then we so, were going fast. It was fun going down. So, uh, wait, wait. So you you skipped a step. So on day two, after you came back with the firewood, we 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 set up camp, and then that's when the winds picked up. Yeah. And it got crazy. We, if for those of you who've been to Joshua Tree or don't know that the. You can't do four days in Joshua Tree without one of the days being windy. And we were lucky that it stopped because I've been there for four days where it was windy wow, for you three. you ruined it. You just t- killed the excitement of this. I didn't say when it stopped. Really? Wow. <laughs> four days later, it stopped? <laughs> so, yes, the wind finally stopped. But it was windy. And... Um, did we lose? We didn't lose anything. Nothing flew away, right? No, no, but right. it, but it was just windy. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I ended up putting my hard shell, you know, um, on uh, top of hard shell. I had rain pants, and so I put those on, and I f- made the mistake of just bringing my rain pants, not my hard shell. Yeah. I had just recently bought Eddie Bauer hard shell rain pants. But I had kind of allocated that for my backpacking uh, attire, not yeah. for the bicycling attire. Right. And so I didn't bring it. And that would have stopped the wind. But no, Johnny brought the crappy rain so, pants. So the wind went through your pants? Yeah. It didn't stop at all? Huh. I, I don't know that I was aware it got of me that. cold. Yeah. 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 So. Well, I know you suffered with the chill a little bit, even like at night. Yeah. So yeah, 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 you're a freeze baby. Uh huh. <laughs> yep, I'm a pansy. Yep, pretty much. Um. So but, then, oh, go ahead. But like your hard shell and your fleece up top. I mean, and you're down up good. top. Yeah. So good. my legs were cold, but okay. up top I was fine. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, I and and at that point I was wearing basic. I was wearing all but one shirt that I brought. Yeah. So. All my all my wardrobe was being worn. So I wore everything that I brought. So the first thing I did when we get to camp, when I got to camp, was get out of the biking stuff. Put on my base layer, uh, my mid weight, and my 
down uh, and then ultimately later putting on the hard shell. Mm -hmm. But I took, I had a pair of soft shell pants that were like, that are pretty heavy duty, don't pack really small. I was actually surprised at how warm and wind resistant those were. So even though they're not very small and they are quite cumbersome, but the advantages that they bring you while you're at camp, I think outweigh some of the space that they take up. Nice. So I was happy with that. And then on, I think, and I said it like three or four times, the biggest thing that I, that advantaged me was I got a pair of touring shoes. Oh yeah. For the trip. You like that. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Instead of wearing, you know, the super aggressive BOA 14 stiffness carbon soled shoes that you can't do anything in, even though these shoes are hard and, and, and you can pedal in them. The fact that when you got to camp, you had shoes that I you could walk around in yeah, them yeah. And, and wear. So at the shop, we call them recreational shoes. We call them coffee shop shoes. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, they look like normal shoes. It's still a stiff sole. Right. Uh, but there's way more rubber um, for you to walk around. And they know, lace up. And so they they're like up. wearing a pair of tennis shoes with Velcro yeah, yeah. fastenings. And mm-hmm. the ones that I have, shout out to you, Bon Traeger, is the SST Multisport. SSR. SSR. Yeah. Multisport shoe. And dude. Yeah. That's like, that's the shoe you, you camp with because I could change everything. I could change socks, put on my fleece socks, put these shoes on and still could maneuver around camp and, yeah. and, and do the things that, you know, I wore the cycling shoes when we did the beach trip and wore a pair of like clogs or something at the beach. Yeah. This eliminated the need for a separate pair of shoes. And I like super stoked with that. And that's what I yeah. I and I told Sherry the same thing. I says, if anybody asks, if they're doing touring or casual riding and they want to do everything shoe, you need to sell them that shoe because yeah. Well, yeah. You, I was able to climb up a little rock face to kind of where my tent was set up. Yeah. So it was, you know, they worked. Super happy with that pair of shoes. So yeah. I all my clothing, I wore everything. Um, so that worked out. But then, you know, you get into camp. I wore a base layer because it's 55 and 60. And then I wore a button-up, like, flannel biking shirt. Just not to wear Oh, just- I know. That was the one thing I was, like, hitting myself on. Because, like, all these trips that I go with Trina and on, you know, when I'm riding bikes, I'm like, I get all dressed up, looking good, you know, yeah. all trendy. And then I come out with you guys, and, like, I didn't think about being looking good. So I'm like... <laughs> I just wear all my cycling stuff. Right. And then you guys are all trendy. And I'm like, wait a minute. How come you guys look better than me? You guys are more fashionable than me. I wanted to be trendy, dang it. Dang it, man. So, but I think in in the weather that we had, changing clothes and getting out of your wet cycling stuff and getting into a warm layer, that, that, you know, that was huge. So all the clothing that I brought, I wore. Okay, not true. There was two pieces that I ended up taking that I didn't wear. And one is the vest that I'm wearing now, mm. the Patagonia vest, just be- because if we go back to day zero, um, camping at Camp 5, um, that might have been our coldest night, Tuesday uh, yeah. night. You that think was, so? Well, it was 28 at, at, at Cat's house. Water in the wheelbarrow and was, oh, fro- that's right. was frozen. It was frozen. So it not only dropped below... 32 but it dropped below 32 for a substantial period of time i slept in the car yeah i know i my sleeping bag did not work that not our first night there yes please uh please do tell i don't know um so i laundered and cleaned and and washed the sleeping bag double rinsed it dried it thought the down and everything was all puffed back i'd left it hanging on a sleeping bag hanger in the garage fluffed it it was good and I've, you know, and that's the bag that you I've used on all of our trips. No issue with that bag. So for the night at Cat's house or at Camp Five at Cat's house, we I was just I wasn't going to put up a tent. I just laid out the ground cloth, put out my mattress or the the thermarest, and I stayed in a bivy. Now I don't know what went wrong with the sleeping bag or what the malfunction was. But there were times that I could literally feel I'm protected between nothing and 28-degree weather 
but two pieces of nylon with no feathers. Like my my down my sleeping bag lost its down or it wasn't fluffed or something. But I was cold all night to the fact that I didn't sleep, tossing and turning and filling various parts of your body in the sleeping bag. It's like then you're touching the sleeping bag. Well, why is there no feathers? Where's the feathers? What's going on? And then the you know the Gore-Tex it doesn't keep cold out. It just keeps wind and rain out. So I, I froze. It was cold. And Kat and Jacob have a gear room that closely resembles a Nomad Adventure or a camping section in REI. I say Nomad Adventures because Kat used to work there and does still from time to time Nomad Adventures in Joshua Tree. And uh, so she was awake. I, you know, when she came out to leave, you know, we're all out there. And I and Cameron says, "Well, Jeff froze," and Cat said, "Well, get a sleeping bag out of the gear room, and, you know, yep. and take a sleeping bag out of the gear room." So I went, and then I'm looking at the, the, the their sleeping bags, and Cat texted, uh, "You know, take the purple mountain uh, western mountaineering," um, which ended up being like an 800 fill sleeping bag. 30 degree bag, super nice, like crazy nice. Apparently like $700 nice, you know, retail yeah. for this sleeping bag. Yeah. But slept like a champ the next two nights. So, you know, not only did, did we get a place to stay, but right. she came to, because I don't know what would have happened if I'd have tried to, to rough it or tried to suffer through with a non-functioning sleeping bag. So since then... Sleeping bag has been on the agenda for researching. Yeah. Um, there will be not $700 spent on a sleeping bag. Uh, I still thank you, Kat, immensely, Jacob, immensely, because I couldn't have done the trip without the bag. I firmly believe that. And, that, and just having that peace of mind made the rest of the trip yeah. what it was. So that was huge. Um, so that, that was the thing we talked about last week, the little gear the little gear experiment or the gear malfunction, uh, Maldro, uh, well, uh, was it a wardrobe malfunction? Uh-huh. Yeah. So that happened, but, uh, went through and I've, I have now been doing a little research on sleeping bags, but, um, it, it makes me wonder, um, you know, how my sleeping bags are doing. If I, you know, everything I've been doing to, you know, with the, with the fleece liner and things like that. And, uh, if I've been trying to compensate for how cold I am, yeah, you know, like, you know, are there truly, you know, awesome sleeping bags out there that are going to make me warm, uh, almost overheat me? Well, or am I always going to be pansy and be cold because that's just my nature? Well, I even mentioned it to you because I didn't know you did it till I saw you get up, and I didn't know Cameron did it, and I didn't see how Angie slept or Darren or 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 JT. Because they were, you know, when they got, but you guys slept in all your clothes, yeah. right? Uh huh. Yeah, I, I've never done that. Like I, I like even with, I mean, granted, I froze one night, but it wasn't because of. Well, yeah. So your stance is that you you want to sleep in the buff or as minimal as possible in the sleeping bag, yes, because it's supposed to create. The well, warmth or trap the warmth well, or something? With, without all the layers on, your body breathes, and that's how your temperature is regulated, by your body breathing. Okay. So with all these compacted layers and you're laying in there, granted, it's it, it works when you're out because your body's moving and you're able to expel heat and you, you can sort of regulate it and your body's going to breathe by pure activity. But if you're in a sleeping bag and you have four layers on, Right. Yeah. Your body's now working extra hard to push out to breathe. It's going to make your core colder. And 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 from back in rescue days, the, and you know it, the old school of thought was if you're sleeping in down or sleeping in your sleeping bag, the perfect way to sleep in a sleeping bag is in the buff. I don't normally do that. I sleep in the base layer, either you know yeah. my thermals or something. Very minimal in the sleeping bag. And I don't sleep with socks on. And if I put my head inside the mummy bag and zip it all up, I don't have a hat on. I don't have a beanie on. I just sort of let my body breathe and do what it's supposed to do. And that's always worked for me. Uh, you know, and when you told me you were cold and I, compl- and I saw how much you were wearing, 
But you know, it, it it's it's something you sort of have to like experiment well, with. So the second night, I tried something a tad different. Um, I didn't wear everything, <laughs> you know, all the layers. But then I put my sleeping bag inside the fleece liner. Right. Right. And I was warmer, but I don't know why I was warmer, you know. Um, so, you know, and, and I have slept in my in my thermals before. But I, I just haven't attributed. I don't you know. Right. Cold with the heat. And I don't know. So uh, I'm going to have to try it one time. Yeah. In a more controlled environment, something. See, and Cameron said he was cold, and Cameron slept in like four layers too. In so much, he's in a down bag in his down jacket. Yeah, I'm like, there's no way breathing is going on there. That's my personal take. I right. mean, that's that's right. you know, right? Me. Yeah. But I've even when camping up at June June Lake, and it's 14 degrees or four degrees. And we're ice climbing and, you know, we're camping out at night and it's four degrees. I get into the sleeping bag and, you know, I have I have a, <clears throat> a zero degree down bag for mountaineering and, and things like that. But climbing into the same thermals that I wore on this trip is how I sleep when I when it was zero degrees and, and there's snow. And when I've done my snow trips and, you know, we've slept in a snow cave or an igloo. Yeah. Same thing. Strip down to the thermals and climb into the sleeping bag. Yeah, I know. And it. For so, me, it works. Yeah, no, I, I, I gotta give it a try. I mean, yeah, you know. So I, I, I trust your your experience. So, so but I just gotta find time to do yeah, it. And I didn't, I didn't. I know Anjanette wore like her fleece pants and her her like sweatshirt, but she she told me she kind of got down to a base layer inside her sleeping bag, uh, and I didn't think to ask JT because well JT. For this trip, he wasn't cold. He didn't no. men- he didn't mention about being cold. But JT got a new bag as well, yeah. which is a bag I might need to look at. It's a it's a was a very high loft, thirty oh, yeah. degree bag by Marmot. Got it. Yeah, so that it turned out really well. Um, and I'm glad I didn't do the uh, the bivy sack scenario. I know that's one of the things we talked about. Me pos or I talked about possibly doing right. So you just but, ended up tenting it. Yeah, doing the tent. Yeah. And it just because, again, after the beach trip, knowing that there is a possibility of inclement weather, when you're in a BB sack, you're not getting out of it. You can't get into something and sit down and kind of just get out of the rain. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that changed that whole thinking for me. Yeah. And again, you know, yeah. you watch, yeah. you, you watch yeah. these guys on the CDT, uh-huh. they're wrapping up in a space blanket and sleeping for an hour. No, I'm going to bed and taking yeah. and getting some it sleep. It was neat that I also, I, I learned that like my tent is double the size of JT's tent or yours tent, you know? Yeah. Um, and then that, um, my sleeping bag is about 25% bigger than JT's. So, you know, so we, we were, uh, JT was allowing me to compare and things uh. like that, you know, so I was kind of being able to hold things in my hand and, and figure things out, you know, but I'm like, okay, things can get more compact here, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, again, it all comes down to cost, you know, expense, right. how much you're going to willing to pay. Um, so, you know, JT, he's, uh, you know, he, he's, he's got one person to take care of, yeah. you know? Um, so, hey, and, hey. And he. For whatever reason, he's got a marmot pro deal thing going and on. He's got a marmot pro deal, <laughs> um, you know. So, uh, you know, again, me be trying to be more budget minded. I just go, okay, this is what I got. But right. at least I know, like, or I'm learning rather that, you know, I know I can condense down if if if, if there yeah. ever were need needs to yeah, if the needs arise when I win the lottery. Yeah. Yes. So. And and yeah. So. So I accept that fact. Yeah. It is what it is, you know. But I was well you had two of them. Your tent was super roomy. I mean, it it wasn't a huge footprint on the ground, but you had plenty of room to sit up and like yeah. get out of the wind uh-huh. and kind of read like, you know, yeah, totally. when, when it was miserable and not miserable, but you know, yeah. different in the middle of the night. So good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so the wind what was around for like 3 hours. 
Um, but it was there. It was there. But then, it, f- thankfully, it died down. Yeah. And then that's when JT whipped out the camera and then started doing his long exposures. And those came out great. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. So he was having a lot of fun. Angie was having a lot of fun. Um, I was just in the tent chilling. Yeah. Yeah, they stayed up late that night taking uh-huh. pictures. I think Cameron and Darren had already crashed, and yeah. JT and Anjanette yeah. are all yeah. like on yeah. a photo safari. And the firewood was doing its job finally. Yeah. You know, but we did have a bit of a problem. Right. But- so um, there, there was, was hardwood, softwood, and in the in the rush of everything. Yeah, I, I didn't know that there was a difference of hardwood and softwood. I just thought that was my own personal problem. So, um, but uh, it's cold. It's cold. <laughs> apparently, there's hardwood and softwood to burn, yeah. and um, uh, so yeah, we we finally got the fire started, but it took a little while. Um, and uh, man, that fire was awesome. And then those kangaroo rats. We're everywhere. Yeah, because while we when we went to the ranger program, yeah, one of our bag of chips got blown off the table, and chips were scattered about. Yeah, and apparently, not only bike packers like chips, but kangaroo mice or kangaroo rats or whatever these yeah, things are rats. really like them too, because they were scared of not people. Uh-huh. They would walk right up to you over your foot to get a chip, look at you like, what are you doing here? Yep. So that was that was a kind of interesting yeah. scenario yeah. that night. Now, the crazy thing, though, is the next morning I got up, you know, and I started the fire again, and they weren't kangaroo rats anymore. They were rats. There were rats around. Really? Like yeah. regular rat rats? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, these were not kangaroo rats. Okay. Wasn't aware of that. Oh, yeah. Huh. And they're just like on the rocks and they're just coming through. And I, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Like, I yeah. just, oh my God, EBGBs. Yeah. And they were big. They were big, you know. And uh, it was finally after I got the fire started. Then that's when they kind of cleared out. Yeah. But they were still around me as I was kind of getting situated. And I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Here yeah. we are. And I, I knew they were there, too. I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm not, you know, right. ignorant to that. You know, like, uh, th- there were enough rat droppings around the rocks and right. boulders. You know, you can tell that, you know, things have been there. So, but no, they were there. I saw them. Yeah. yeah. And I think one of the smart decisions that we made is, like, once the fire got going and it was raging, we set four or five pieces back. To have for the next morning. Correct. So that we could, like, we knew the next yeah. day was going to be a short day. And yeah. just getting up and having a fire in the morning. Oh, my gosh. That is right? the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. So no, all real. future bikepacking trips have to figure a way to go buy a liquor store you that gotta. has firewood. <laughs> you got to. Either that or we wait till it's not 28 degrees at night. That too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we we do a spring trip when the time changes. It, it, it'll be different. Well, we see, can, I mean, guess what? You know your CDT rides. Yeah. There's I don't. I mean, yeah, there's no firewood. Uh, no, yeah, no, yeah. I totally know. And, right. And we now make, you're in like national forests. And we're making a big deal of this, but all of our backpacking trips. There's no fire. We're not burning fire. No. But when we did the Baldy trip, we were in bed by six thirty. Yeah. Like that night as well. Yeah. So yeah. it makes you tired. It makes you really yeah. appreciate yeah. the sleep. Yeah. So what I've just realized is that there's probably more of this whole conversation that could take place next week, but we'll, uh, (laughs) I don't know that we've talked about everything on, on the list. Um, but I think, I think that's a good, good segue. We got more things to talk about need to hear about your excursion that you just slightly slid in there to us. So we'll talk about that in the future. And, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued and, and really like the whole bike camping aspect of bike riding right now um and you know looking forward to more discussions and continuing to learn and grow and sharing our knowledge that we gain yeah and the and and the growth that we gain by doing these adventures with our listeners because uh uh, you know and people at the shop are continuing to ask us questions about our adventures it's it's fun yeah we, we don't ever claim to be an expert but I think we have something. 
<laughs> I think we have something to say. Yeah. Or it's fun to talk about anyway. Yeah. It's really fun to to do the trips and then to rehash them and live them afterwards. But uh it's that it's that time again. If you, if you look real close, Jonathan, yep, that's it. That's the weekend. You can see it from here as always. Get out, guys. Live it, love it, have fun. And until next week, thank you, Jonathan. As always, brother, a pleasure sitting around the campfire sharing sharing stories with you. And I look forward to many, many more adventures and more storytelling. So uh, again, thanks for joining us or joining me. And uh, see you next time. Thank you. Love you. Hugs and kisses. See ya.